Good morning. Going hokey with George Bresnahan. A Monday morning in early September. Did you know what is in the ingredients in a, a Tibetan medicine? It's these little brown balls. They're hard as not as rock, but because you, your job is to smash them, turn them into powder, and put them in water and let it dilute and drink it. And I did. Well, they said that it's made of um, plants f take, picked from uh, the Himalayas. Well, uh, and that it's the best medicine in the world. That's all they said. Uh, they didn't even ask me in that uh, doctor session. They didn't ask. He didn't ask anything really specific about specific parts of my body that might be uh, ailing in one way or another. But I drank it. Uh, as did my wife. Uh, every, but it was like three times a day, and uh, I didn't know if it was working. Well, I have this ear. The top of my ear has been uh, compromised by the sun uh, for 13 years, and when I put some medicine cream on it uh, a year and a half ago, it, it burned it, and it it kind of turned it into an issue. And then I went a few days ago to a doctor. This was Thursday, to a doctor. He was he injects uh, ozone into different parts of the body that need it and has had great results. So I went. Uh, at that point, my ear had this big hole in the top, as it does now. And... So what most recently there were these two like open wounds at the top of my ear on two sides of the top of the ear. And all of a sudden all that was gone including the skin in between. And uh, so I went to this doctor and he did not inject ozone. He just looked at it and said um you know that that C word of the skin and you need to go talk to a oncologist and and get uh it's scraped away, I do the a biopsy and then scrape it away and you'll be fine. Well, okay, so there I was Thursday night, my wife and I getting used to the idea or, or apparent truth that I have uh, some uh, unfriendly cells in my ear that I don't want to go into the bloodstream, which would then go into organs. Um, so then we knew that we'd be going the next day to uh, her acupuncture teacher, who is also a doctor. And we didn't expect uh, that his, his uh, take on things would change our acceptance of, of the C word there in the top of my ear. But it, <coughs> it did get interesting. Um, he... He did not uh, see it as uh, as that way, and and he sees it as uh, now going in the direction of healing. That now that those wounds are gone, that it's going to be it's going in the direction of healing, and that it's time for lots of acupuncture sessions. And then this one woman who was the uh, the go-between for these Tibetan doctors said, uh, you know, it may have 
it may have been the the Tibetan medicine. In other words, the two open wounds were swept away by the Tibetan medicine. When she said that, it immediately sounded true to me. It sounded right. Of course, it's what I want to hear, I, I admit. And, and you listening are saying, mm, yeah, right. But uh, that's pretty much where I'm at now, is that whether it's C or not, uh, I've got it, in, we're going in the right direction. Uh, so we found from some other acupuncture student these, this cream that's filled with good uh, natural things. So we're putting it on twice a day. Uh, so that's it. And we it's only been, uh, that was Friday. So, you know, it's we look at it every day a couple times. Uh, it's, but it's kind of early to... Um, just to know just what's happening. But we expect the hole to fill with healthy skin and be like the other ear and get on with life. And getting on with life now, my daughter has moved over to the middle class school from the upper middle class school. And she doesn't want to go because <laughs> uh, she sits there at lunch by herself. And that uh, throws her off. Uh, and they're different from the kids she is used to. But it's it's like um, withdrawal, you know, from a drug, I think. She has to just sit there and get used to these guys and maybe adapt a little to, to them. They're, they're hopefully not as much into the uh, luxury brands that Salma Hayek's husband sells. Um, they're simpler, just like a teenager, just... Uh, enjoying life uh, so that's uh, something I've noticed lately is that uh, good things take time when it comes to personal health people want uh, the drugs it's like a friend of mine said one time we were in the middle of a political campaign so time was of the essence uh, she had a cold and of course you had a cold. I mean, you work, you know, 16-hour days in a campaign and, and you eat pizza, you know. So she had a cold and she went to the doctor and he was asking all these questions and she just wanted to say, just give me the drugs, you know. And this is how it's become a part of the culture in more areas of life than health. It's called quick fix. Uh, in, in three areas at least, uh, it doesn't work. Personal health. Um, it, it uh, the medicine, the surgery. It it can work with surgery, right? If if the surgeon does a good job, it can um, dramatically end the threat and permanently. Uh, but generally speaking. Uh, medicine has become a, in from most medicine, a, a lifestyle thing now. They they want you to take it, you know, for years and years, and that's not a good thing on your your kidneys, and it becomes a problem rather than solving a problem. It's not trying to solve a problem; it's trying to manage a problem. Um, and you know, my wife does acupuncture and magnets and moksha heat and 
and nutrition advice and adjustments and, and herbal medicine. And it's slow. Not with everything. With, with COVID, it's two or three sessions, and COVID is gone. But generally speaking, most illnesses, most aches and pains, um, well, aches and pains might go away pretty quick, like within five sessions. But chronic illnesses take a long time, a lot of sessions, a couple of months. There was a woman who came, and she was f filled with really strong medicine to the point where she couldn't walk very well. Uh, the, the medicine became the problem rather than the solution. It, when p women are trying to get pregnant and they're having a darn hard time, uh, I've noticed that gynecologists uh, give a, a terribly strong medicine and that becomes an issue. So she came to my wife just to get well, you know, which was to rid the body of the medicine. And it took 17 sessions at 600 pesos. It was ten, you know, up to 10,000 pesos, $550. So it took time, it took money, but it's done. She uh, has a clean bill of health as far as, you know, that medicine is out of her system. She's able to go about life. And next she can come to, for the magnets and, and needles to get pregnant, right? To get in the, in, the, in the place where she can get pregnant. So with health, real health, it takes time. It's, it's food. You know, food is not going to, you know, bad food or good food is not going to make a whole lot of difference in one day. But over time, it does. And it's the number one uh, factor in, in health is nutrition. And then exercise, you know, it, it, it helps you a little each time you do it. So it's a, it's a lifestyle of health. Um, and then with uh, personal growth here in between the two ears, it's like Bruce Springsteen said, you can reach the heights, but you have to work at it. And he has for years and years with a psychiatrist. Um, and he can afford it. And, and uh, by the way, I was watching someone talking about money, and it's real important that we say that we can afford it in order to be able to afford it. I'm working on that. So here in the mind, which is the great playing field of life and the great uh, source of power, uh, the great... Uh, Determiner, determiner of what our life is going to be from here on. Joe Dispenza called the mind a garden and our thoughts a, a, a seeds, which behooves us to choose our seeds, huh? Yeah, choose our thoughts. Um, yeah, it's, it's the mind, it's, it's working. It's listening every day to Joe Dispenza's and Anita Morjani's and Rain Dyer's. Whatever your style is, whoever, whoever speaks to you, who has a style that you like. I just bought Joe Dispenza's book from 2017, and I'm going to get into that. Because yeah. it's, it's about leaving behind the past and reprogramming re with thoughts of a beautiful future for oneself.
and uh, of course enjoying the, the present moment. Um, well, the mind is, is big, I mean, and the Bible can help, and and St. Faustina's Diaries is a mind opener, and biographies on St. Francis, and, and then you go into a biography, like Mandela's thing, I I keep fall, you know falling back to that. It's uh, it's a good thing because he he had personal discipline and he had a commitment to his people, and he had a commitment eventually to peace. And he could have unleashed a civil war, and he didn't. He in fact he stood at um, microphones like these and studios like these, and 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 uh, spoke words that brought um, a peaceful transition. Everybody was amazed in South Africa that there was no civil war. Praise the Lord. So, the work of the mind. Uh, Springsteen's funny, huh? Because he, he really focused on, on songwriting, you know, lyric choice. Um, and I, I'm not a total student of his lyrics, but he he says in between songs, uh, you can reach the heights, but you have to work on it. I'm wondering if any of his songs actually, um, if you not say, then then show that same idea, because uh, he has done a lot of good for a lot of people. And then there's the third one about peace uh, for nations, because the first two I spoke about were individual health and and uh, the work of the mind um, but when it comes to nations gosh I mean the contrast for uh, the Ukraine you know right now and and India with Gandhi the contrast is just so strong when did that war in Ukraine start when did Putin invade and he had no right to but and he was wrong but you know what does Ukraine do in response? Um, they have their culture, like the British. You know, never. You know, the <laughs> the Brits just are not into um, foreign occupation. <laughs> they're just not into it, and so they're willing to sacrifice, in, as they did in in the early forties, one hundred and forty thousand civilians and lots of soldiers to keep the Germans from becoming city hall and, and state government and federal government. They paid a price. And I don't know if they, I mean, 140,000, I don't know if that's high enough. It might be to say that they made a mistake. Uh, but the Ukraine, 500,000 dead or wounded, Russian and Ukraine, in this last, what, year plus? You've seen the pictures in the New York Times. All the buildings destroyed or damaged. You've read the stories about rape and torture by the Russians. Uh, just imagine the, the wounds, the, the psychological wounds that will be there for years, decades, maybe more. Like, I, I wonder, I'd like someone to point me to a decent reflection or study on the the psychological wounds of World War II for the United States and for Japan 
for China, for Europe, for Croatia and that part of the world, for Russia. What, you know, uh, Germany, the, the Russians raping uh, 100,000 women. Americans raping, I don't know how many thousands, maybe maybe five or ten thousand. Um, I'm guessing there, I'm assuming, because the French said that the Americans raped thousands of French women, so I'm assuming they even were worse in, in Germany. I don't know that for a fact. Gandhi stepped in back into his native India in about 1905, 1910, having uh, become a different person, to borrow the words from Joe Dispenza, in, in South Africa, staying for 20 years, as he, he didn't expect to, becoming a, a true leader of people uh, facing an oppressor, a larger, a bigger oppressor. And he returned to India, and it was obviously time to ask once again for the British, ask the British to leave. India, and they had no intention to. It was a cash cow for for England, and Indians had been working toward independence uh, before Gandhi got back. But f from the time Gandhi got back and started uh, his efforts, and he you know he immediately became a, a leader of the movement, the uh, ANC. Uh, what is it? No, um, the Congress Congress Party of India. Uh, it was 35 years. Now, if anyone were to say to to Ukraine, um, well, guys, what do you say? Uh, 35 years, and um, very few will be killed, very few raped, virtually no buildings will be destroyed. Uh, you won't have those wounds that you're going that you you know would have with with uh, killing, with being killed, with losing loved ones, uh, rape, torture, the whole nine yards. Uh, and you will, your job is to love the Russians right out of the Ukraine, you know, to peacefully, you know, just grab Gandhi's playbook. Um, he, he believed in, in suffering. I mean, Ukra the Ukrainians are, the Ukrainians are, are tough, and it's it's amazing. Uh, I admire their courage, their sacrifice that they could take on the Russian army, and you know, pretty much be ahead in this is this war. And when when they win, it's it's not going to be a, a time for celebration. <laughs> It'll be a time to start healing and and. What a huge task ahead of them. But, okay, Ukrainians, um, Putin has just come in uh, 35 years, uh, and he'll be out. You, you love the Russians right out of the Ukraine. Gandhi said that suffering, that if the Ukrainians suffer, it will change the hearts of the Russians. Even the hardcore right-wing Russians behind Putin, who are pushing him to invade you and control you, that it, if you take on this suffering, if you stand in the way of the, of the Russian army without guns, 
and and suffer and 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 a few, some of you die it will have an effect on the hearts of the russians and they will change their minds it'll take 35 years maybe it won't have because this is the age of of communication technology that's that's better than those um, newsreel things they did at the before movies right in the movie theaters back in gandhi's time Mohandas Gandhi in England, right? He visited the factories that are being hurt because Gandhi is pushing for uh, spinning, spinning cloth by all Indians, and it is hurting these English factories, and Gandhi goes to visit them, and, and here are several of the factory workers, all women and giddy over the presence of Gandhi. They love him and they have forgiven him and and so Gandhi won those those women over too and it hurt them in the pocketbook. And their families. I mean the twentieth century was a, a century of war, but it was also a chance for us to look at three episodes, right, that were incredible of the other kind you had Gandhi in, in India ousting the British uh, without violence you had Martin Luther King and the, all the people active in the civil rights movement uh, working on the hearts of, of white Americans they say that there was a, a shift in the hearts of Americans uh, in 63 on a Sunday with a photograph uh, in the Sunday papers around the nation yeah, that happened the day before. I mean, Martin Luther King told those kids, no, you will not protest, you will not go to jail. But they didn't listen to him because they were listening to uh, Nash, uh, Diane Nash's boyfriend, I forgot his name. And they would not sit down in the church there. And so he said, well, all right, go for it. And they they um, protested and went off to jail with the adults. And there was a photograph of a dog, a police dog, tearing the pant leg of a boy. And it, it went around the nation and probably beyond. And because of all the work, you know, from 1954 and with, from King started in 54, and that was 63, so that was 9, 10 years. And others were working before him. And Rosa Parks and, and her husband and other pastors in Montgomery, Alabama, were working before he got there. And, you know, the 40s, the 30s, they all had people stepping up to try to get white Americans to treat black Americans as equals and as, as brothers and sisters and fellow Americans. But um, those, all those, all the, those efforts, kind of came together in, in a, a Sunday morning in '63, when white America saw that photograph, and they said, "You know what? We'll open our hearts a little bit here to to blacks in America, black Americans," and they did, and that was uh, the beginning of of improvement. So, as you can see. I suggest the 35-year the route to, to countries like the Ukraine. And um, with my nation, 
and and murmurings of civil war it it boggles my mind because it it would be me they would uh, kill i mean because i want to open the southern border and there are politicians and speakers who are poking these uh, poor white folks, white uh, working class folks, in the in the the ribs constantly. And one of the things they're saying is uh, immigration from the south is bad, and it's not. It's good, and America needs them, uh, revitalizing the, the the nation. And they have kids and. And it strengthens our nation. I, I see these Venezuelans. They get off the train here in, in my town, here in Mexico, and and they're beautiful people. And I, I'm telling you, they'll be there in a day or two at, at um, your Texas door, and I, I encourage you to open your door and let them in. Um, my fellow Americans, let's take it easy. The don't listen to any politician who is trying to get you with emotional issues. Let's talk about food on your table and de you know minimizing global warming and increasing jobs and opening our hearts to immigrants and just basic stuff, you know, Jesus stuff, Christian stuff. You know, when when we see something wrong, we we Americans say, "That's not who we are as Americans." Even if it is who we were, it's not who we are. Now we've graduated from violence. We don't want a big mil military budget. Yeah, I'm dismayed as to why would Congress still do that in 2023 when we've got homeless. Why would Biden give all that money to the Ukraine? If that's their thing, that's their thing. It's not our thing anymore. And and Biden needs to understand that. We're, we don't want to do war no more. So we've got homeless, we've got immigrants, we've got poor, and we can do something about it monetarily. So I'm really pushing for uh, guaranteed income, uh, free education and free health care and totally transforming health care from medicine, lifestyle medicine and surgery to, to health care that, that uh, facilitates a healthy lifestyle of, of organic, locally sourced food, not processed, exercise, uh, community, healthy community, sex, love, marriage, kids, rock and roll, Far out, man. Um, you know, a college education and just a, a real acceptance of everyone. Every life matters. And even taking a guaranteed income to Mexico and Central America and, and the Caribbean and Colombia and Venezuela and, and uh, the Philippines because of our historic relationship with the Philippines. Uh, we probably can afford it <laughs> on some level. It, but it's when we accept that every life matters. You know, Britain has a responsibility to its empire, its former empire. They have to lift it up because they, they um, sucked it dry. 
you know, as, as we've done in some places of the world. Well, yeah, Central America, uh, for example. So, and Haiti, huh? the New York Times did that article on Haiti. Uh, the U.S. government, the French government, and, and Citibank uh, stole gold from the treasury of Haiti. Can you imagine? We, we really need um, a solution there, a response. Okay, so I, I am optimistic. We are growing. We are growing personally, whether it's religion or spirituality or rock and roll. Uh, I don't think the drugs are going to help. Okay, and I don't think um, escape entertainment will help. But you can pick and choose on Netflix and find some really good stuff that nourishes your soul. You know it when you see it. <laughs> All right, thank you. Lots of love. Bye-bye.